0: If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of food. food. First, big news. If you love Chick-fil-A, you can now get their salad dressing in bottles at your local Walmart. Talking creamy salsa, avocado ranch, you name it. Second, did you hear they're having a pasta crisis in Italy? What? Yeah, just like uh, we were freaking out about eggs, they're freaking out about pasta. Prices of both dry and fresh pasta Keep climbing, some over twenty percent, even though the price of wheat has fallen. So I can well, imagine you could, if you Googled it, you'd probably find pasta memes in Italian, just like our
1: egg memes <laughs> went crazy all over the interwebs. I wonder what's driving the price up. I mean, you, a lot of pasta use they use eggs to make pasta. Maybe it's the egg price mm-hmm. or egg prices crazy there too. A
0: lot of pasta does not require eggs, so I'm wondering if it's labor people huh. to make
1: the pasta. Does that mean people are going to be walking around with pasta in Italy going, I got some pasta. Oh, I'm yeah. Gonna make, I'm going to make you a pasta off of you can't refuse.
0: <laughs> Finally, in the world of food, did you know there's a black market for fruit roll-ups? <laughs> people are smuggling the treats into Israel and selling them for six bucks a roll, not a what? box, per roll. You can thank TikTok. People are unrolling them, putting a scoop of ice cream in the middle, and it hardens And then you actually bite into it and go... Crunch. Like it makes a huge crunch. And people say the combination of the sticky, sweet, crunchy with the ice cream is like super satisfying. They're addicted. And uh, it's so funny. The Israeli health ministry... Sternly advised its citizens against eating too many sugar I, sugary items
1: like fruit roll ups. Why, why specifically Israel for the fruit roll ups?
0: I guess because it's Scott. I think there was an Israeli influencer there oh. who, you know, she's like the inner kitchen putting the ice cream and, okay. and it just people were like, This is so delicious. I got to give me some fruit roll ups. And you just, they sold out. You can't find them at the grocery store. <laughs> So it's interesting, Kev, that you've been talking about Mercy so much this year. It's been your thing. Um, I feel like I, I don't know, I, I it's starting to rub off on me. I had, had an opportunity to show Mercy the other day, and it, it ended up really going really well. And I think it might have been because mm. some of the stuff you've shared with us and the listeners. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. So, Kev, you've been talking about Mercy so much this year. Yeah, and, I talk um, a
1: good game, by the way.
0: <laughs> uh, don't we all? Uh, well, I had the opportunity to show mercy the other day, and it went really well. Um, there is someone in my life, I will not name names, who um, has just really pulled back from me. I have a tendency sometimes without, I don't not mean to, but I rub people the wrong way. And this person had really pulled back from my life to the point where if I did text them, I could see the word red, like they had read my text. And they would strategically wait like two or three days to respond. Wow. Um, Stuff like Mm. that. And never call me anymore. That kind of stuff. Well, all of a sudden, out of the blue, this person called me yesterday. Mm. And I was like, what? And I just, I grabbed the phone. I made myself pick it up. And this person acted as if nothing has happened between us in the past year. Just acted like everything was hunky-dory and good. And I completely decided to roll with it. Hmm. And I don't know if that's what you've learned about mercy, but I felt like that's kind of what I was doing. Like I just chose to let the other things and the hurts and the things that had happened, just let those go and move on with the relationship.
1: Huh? Wow. Good for you.
0: Okay. This is the weirdest question ever. I don't know if I've ever been asked this before, but if you had a candle that smelled like your hometown, (laughs) what would it smell like? We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Okay, so this is the weirdest question ever. If you had a candle that smelled like your hometown, what would it smell like? Hmm. And I'm having a little fun on the Kevin and Taylor socials, Kev, asking people that question. Yeah. I think for me, growing up in Jupiter, Florida, it would probably be the smell of the salt, the sea air. Okay. Um, but um, this is fascinating. So many people have amazing answers. Like um, Sabrina grew up in Williamstown, New Jersey, and there was a plant there that makes pizza sauce. And she said it was so hard to think about anything other than pizza all day. Mm. Lisa lives in a town where she, her hometown was where they made um, honey nut Cheerios. So the air always smelled like that. Mm. And then um, this is pretty fascinating. Another lady named Lisa, she grew up on the south side of Chicago and the Tootsie Roll factory was about a mile away. And she said playing outside it when a kid, when she was a child, was Mm -hmm. mouthwatering. No
1: kidding. So what would your hometown smell like if it was a candle? If they had a candle for your hometown, Taylor, you said sea air because of uh, living in Jupiter, Florida. Mm -hmm. For me in Baltimore, um, growing up, there was the McCormick Spice Plant was in downtown Baltimore, and we used to pass by it all the time and it smelled like heaven. It was just wonderful. Most of the time we'd be like, "Oh, they're making cinnamon." We were like oh, pretty I sure they were making the cinnamon. Yeah, the whole area would smell like that. I'm not exactly sure if that's what they were making all the time, but that's what we thought it Did was. Did
0: it ever smell like something savory like rosemary or oregano or anything? Cinnamon
1: is the overwhelming huh. smell that we Maybe that's can what they made at that remember. particular plant. And It yeah. was glorious. So in the modern world, we we have a whole new array of frustrations including signing up for email lists to get discount codes. So you sign up for the discount, right? You sign up for the to get oh, I'll receive texts from this company so I can get my 15 or 20% off. And then you wind up getting bombarded with text from those people, but you don't want to unsubscribe because every now and then those same people will have a great sale. They you only find out you get a code through the text. But here's the frustrating thing. When you are going to purchase something and you get that little flash of a thing it says sign up here for text and get 20% off your order and you go through you enter your phone number you enter your address you do all that stuff and you and you you hit submit and then you get the message back you're already subscribed <laughs> yes uh, no!
0: so annoying I and mean, you can't remember your password and, yeah it's the worst you know that stressful feeling when you see the blue lights in your rear view and you know you're getting pulled over coming up wait till you hear what happened next this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day You know that stressful feeling when you see the blue lights in your rear view and you know you're getting pulled over? It's the worst. Well, this cop in South Carolina pulled a guy over for drifting into another lane. But he wasn't drunk. Just older. And he had just come from a dance hall where he wanted to keep on dancing. Once they worked out the ticket stuff, he offered to give the police officer to give her a dance lesson on the side of the road. <laughs> it's late at night. Uh-oh. And she accepted. Her chest cam got it all caught on video. And uh for uh for contact's sake, I think he might might be a clogger.
1: One backwards. And can you do can you do
0: some dance with that he just went to town (laughs) he insisted on holding her hand like no let me show you bottom line um uh, you know i'm thinking once you've reached that age a traffic ticket isn't going to phase you at all and she was so sweet to play along and humor him
1: Mm, that's great story
0: you know that feeling when you say to someone you go oh I thought I knew you. How did I not know this about you? That yeah. happened to me yesterday. I cannot wait to tell you this story in just a minute. Isn't it funny with uh, all of us humans, as we get to know each other, there's always a new surprise around every corner if new you really wrinkle, try to get to know somebody. New
1: curve,
2: right? curve. Um,
0: well, there, this happened with me and my mom. And she was telling a story at dinner last night. She's in town visiting. And... My, uh, my one sister, one of the twins, she was there and she's like, you've never heard this story. I'm like, no, I've never heard this story. So here's the deal. I was like, mom, I can't believe you guys did this. So um, you if you've listened to the show, you know, I met um my birth grandmother, my mom's mom, when I was a teenager. I was 16 mm-hmm. and my mom was adopted from birth. They back then they whisked the baby away and. Grandma Bessie never saw my mom. Mm -hmm. Well, she married this awesome guy named Norman who said, I'm going to help you find your children, plural. So there was my mom and then there was a set of twins. Wow. And so um, she found my mom. Beautiful reunion relationship. They're so much alike. It's the coolest thing. Well, of the the two twins, the two boys... One of them doesn't want to meet Bessie, does not want to meet his birth mom. He's too loyal to his adoptive mom. He still okay. lives with her. And he's like, nope, you I don't get, want to meet you.
1: Respect that. So right?
0: my mom and Bessie are on this little road trip and they realize, oh, we're going right by the hardware store where Douglas works. And they decided to go in. And they're like, what are we going to do if he comes up and talks to us? And my mom goes, I'm going to ask him about if they have this certain kind of stain that I know has been banned because it's toxic. And I'm like, random. Okay. (laughs) And sure enough, he comes over and is like, ladies, may I help you? And my mom starts asking about the stain and then they just get to talking. And that guy had no clue. He was talking to his birth mother and his half sister. Wow. Never never found did out. They ever,
1: did they ever? reveal it?
0: No. Uh-uh. And I said to my mom, I go, did Bessie get in the car and just bust out bawling and sobbing? Because she tried to raise the twins till they were about 18 months old and realized okay. I am not okay. the parent these boys need and made an adoption plan very lovingly and sacrificially for them. And she said, no, I didn't. I, if she cried, she didn't. She hid it from me. But I was like, you guys are like little like undercover private investigators like that is brave Mm. to just go in the hardware store where your son is working and just i just want to see him incognito i don't have to tell him who i am but i just want to see him
1: wow that's like a scene out of a movie and your mom did that yes mom (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that i could have done what your mom and your grandma did but if you're Mm -hmm. just tuning in taylor told the story about your grandma gave up twins for adoption because she couldn't care yeah. for them as a single mom way back when. And the one twin did not want to be reunited. So she knew the hardware story is working out. She and your mom just marched in and didn't let him know who they were, but made something yeah. up. Like, what kind of stain works on wood? <laughs> you
0: know what I just remembered? I forgot I don't about got, this. I don't know story. if I have done that. You know what else my mom did? I think she missed her calling as a private investigator. She was too busy. Raising five daughters and caring for a oh, husband she had, to do a,
1: she had to do enough private investigating yeah, with five daughters on her own.
0: <laughs> she loves those, like, CSI-type shows. But anyway, um, she... Okay, so, you know, she meets her birth mother in adulthood mm-hmm. after her adoptive parents are already in heaven. And so she goes up to visit her in New Hampshire, and they drove by where her birth father lived what? And she got to see what he looked like. They didn't speak, but he was out in his yard, and she's like, "Wow, that's that's my biological father standing right there."
1: Not wild. Did she have any desire to like send him a card or anything? Be no. like, "Hey, I'm your daughter." And no, because like
0: she she was so content and thrilled and happy with her child and her life. She never saw it, Her birth mom, the birth mom, saw her, and it ended up being a lovely, happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just. Bessie changed our lives for the better. I mean, she's been an amazing influence on all of us including her um wow. her great-grandchildren. But um yeah.
1: If he hadn't have passed away a few weeks ago, I'd say, let's get Jerry Springer on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can tell you more stories about Bessie's life. It's a whole are, thing. Better Jerry Springer worthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you
0: know what? And it's so the coolest thing is that God got a hold of her and she, yeah. um, her faith transformed her life. It got her through all the past hurts. And well,
1: that's it that you meet these like little old ladies or little old men and you're like, oh, what a sweet little old lady they were people who have lived lives mm-hmm. like, and all the baggage that goes to the good, the bad, and the ugly has gone along with it. If you can just like talk to them for a couple of minutes, you can get some stories. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's crazy stuff.
0: <laughs> Does this happen to you? You go to an event outside, mm-hmm. mosquitoes attack you, and no <laughs> one else? That's the worst. <laughs> that totally happened to me at my niece's wedding. Me and my niece, um, Laura. We kept putting bug spray on it, and we were still getting attacked. Hmm. Well, guess what? Your soap may make you a magnet to mosquitoes. No kidding. Mosquitoes are attracted to individuals who use sweeter-smelling soaps like Dove or Simple Truth. But just huh. the opposite, mosquitoes tend to be repelled by coconut-scented brands, including Native. So I told this story to my niece, Laura, who gets mosquito bites even worse than me. Huh? We were getting so attacked at the wedding, I had her—she just knew— she just started spraying the back of my pretty nice wedding dress with bug spray. And she knew I wanted her to because they were <laughs> eating me through the lace. Ooh. Um, She says, she starts giggling when I told her the story. And she's like, I'm like, what? She goes, I use native coconut lotion.
1: And she still got and she still like huh. She still wow. has
0: scars on her legs yeah. from the wedding wow. on April
1: 15th. I get stung a lot when I'm riding my bike. Uh, and I thought it was because I would use those gels. I don't know if you guys know what gels are, but endurance athletes use them. They're like little packets of high calorie, high sugar uh, energy. It gives you energy, gives you a quick little boost. And I, I'd, I'd have one while I was riding. I'd get it on my fingertips because I was getting stung on my fingers, over and over and over again. I think it was the gels. Hmm, I think it yeah. attracted them. But I, I've gotten stung so many times. I don't even, I don't even care anymore. It doesn't even bother yeah. me. The soap thing little, was like, only ouch, mosquitoes,
0: not like. These. Hornets or yeah, bees. What or I'm anything, saying is like
1: like there's I think that there's something to it about that sense attract. Yeah. I don't know if anything will repel bees, but yeah. I certainly am a bee magnet. <laughs> Tracy always goes, Oh, it's because you're so sweet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kev, so you're usually the one that keeps me up to date on uh hip young phrases because of your four kids. Like you're the one who first taught me. About spill the tea. Okay. But I'm wondering if you're up with this stuff anymore because these are Gen Z phrases. Mm. Uh, so I'll give you a little okay. quiz and see if you know what they mean in just a minute. All right. So, Kev, you're the one who's always taught me about new phrases. Like, I'll never forget, you're the one who taught me what bougie means, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it means extravagantly fancy.
1: But now you, now you have Gen Zers. I have one of those in my house. I have three millennials and one Gen Zer. Okay. So, so then do see. you know
0: what dank means?
1: Dank? No.
0: It means something is excellent or very high quality.
1: Which is the opposite of what I would think it means. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing
0: you buy at Walmart is dank. Uh, Do you know what big yikes means?
1: Big yikes. Um, Like you're really excited about something?
0: It's something you say after you do something really embarrassing. Use the phrase big yikes. Uh, What about salty?
1: Oh, yeah. Salty is like somebody who's kind of like comically grumpy.
0: It means you're jealous. Uh, yeah, and then the last one from Gen Z, simp, S-I-M-P, simp.
1: Something simple?
0: It's someone who pays way too much attention to another person.
1: <laughs> so so could you say like, oh, he's simping her?
0: I think you can use it, like make it into a <laughs> verb, but I'm not sure. You'll have to ask your Gen Z right. daughter. I
1: want to be really clear about any of these before I start using them. <laughs> Dad
0: hey guys want to add a little spark into your marriage coming up this could be the key hey guys would you like to add a little spark into your marriage and heat things up a bit this could be the key asking your wife what can i do to help or better yet just jump in and help Hmm. in fact it will not only add a spark but may save your marriage They asked a divorce attorney what he's seen lately that leads to the demise of marriages. And here's what he said. I am seeing
2: working moms doing it all. And I'm seeing the husbands step back and say, Hannah, I've got to do a thing. She's got the kids. She's got the groceries. She's got the laundry. She's got the meals. She's got the work. And by the way, she's making all the money and she's paying for the house and doing everything else. And women are tired.
0: Bottom line, guys, mm. your wife needs to feel loved, cherished, supported, and like you're in this together.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh
1: man, that's something you learn early in marriage. It's like you you've, you've got to jump in and and be there. One one of the things when kids came along, I've, I felt pressure like that. Tracy wanted me to be like mommy number two, mm-hmm. and there were just things like nurturing things that I just wasn't capable of. And that, that's not an easy yeah. out. I'm I'm just saying that moms have got a gift. That dads don't have. But when it comes to like the tasks and stuff, Mm -hmm. I got a friend that he was like, oh, I don't do diapers. I'm like, what do you mean you don't, quote, do diapers? Right. There's nothing in the Bible that says, oh, and men, ye shall never change diapers. Yeah. No. I have a question for you, Taylor, because you have some travel coming up this Mm -hmm. summer. Are you worried at all about flights and delays and flights being canceled? Is that anything that is causing you Mm. some stress?
0: Well, I mean, not the airline we chose isn't the one that's known for just canceling flights. Right, right. (laughs) But um, it's always a concern. Like, I'll never forget the time when we were supposed to go overseas and our flight got canceled and they sent us back
1: home. Ooh.
0: So we didn't get to go on our trip till the next day. And so everything was delayed. We weren't
1: going overseas. We are going to Los Angeles. But yeah, we're not flying till late, late in the summer but i'm already worried <laughs> i'm really? already worried Aww. like that there's going to be a cancellation
0: so how excited are you and everyone in your family about the live action remake of the little mermaid coming out memorial day weekend Under
1: the sea.
0: i mean it's so iconic Under the, the ariel and Flounder, and it came out, I had to look it up, it came out in 1989. And so, so many people are almost kind of like reliving their childhoods. But what I wanted to tell you about is uh, about the incredible life of Jodi Benson. She was the original voice of Ariel in The Little Mermaid when it came out. She's got an incredible story. We actually had her on the show one time. And when she got the call, back then you were a pager and you had to get to a payphone. She had to get to a payphone in New York City where she was on Broadway with Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. And she got the call from her agent. She's like, you got it. You got Little Mermaid. And she went, awesome. What's that? Because she totally forgot that she had even auditioned for it. And she kind of was sad that she got it. Because back then, voiceover actors didn't even get mentioned in the credits. And you reviewed as your career was fading. Well, she's only in her 20s. And she doesn't want her career to be fade, fading. Well, even though her career is blossoming, here she is, this famous, the Little Mermaid. Her marriage was hitting all time lows. She had actually begged her husband for a divorce, and at one point, she didn't know if she could go on. And she feel like she felt like God impressed on her heart, "I'm not done with you yet. I love you, and I'm not done with you." And she got, they got counseling. God rescue their marriage. They have two awesome kids that she homeschooled and she said, "I don't think I'd be where I am today if I hadn't been this broken." When God puts the pieces back of your life back together, they can be filled with his power and she said, uh, she went on, you know, she has an incredible career. The Voice of Thumbelina, Barbie and Toy Story 2, played a real person as Sam in Enchanted and um, she said every day she prays, let me be Jesus today. Let me be light and salt wherever I go. And she's back in the public eye again right now because she went to the premiere of the live action Little Mermaid. Looked gorgeous in this beautiful gown. So now you know the rest of the story of Jodi Benson. Do you feel like you have a crazy busy life coming up? Heads up, stress can aid you, but it can be reversed. Hey, do you feel like you have a busy, crazy life? Heads up, stress can aid you, but hmm. it can be reversed. Oh. A person's biological age measured by the state of their DNA can be increased by several factors like stress. If adrenaline and cortisol levels are elevated for yeah. a long time, okay. that can damage your DNA and cells and aid you, but... Oh. You really can turn back time, according to this new research. If your life is crazy, insane, busy now, or you're having a particularly trying time in life, it's not too late to look for ways to take a breath and slow down a little bit. And supposedly, you can reverse all that damage from the stress. Isn't that wild? Just
1: by taking a breath and breathing.
0: Yeah, I I (laughs) love and and slowing down. Uh I mean, getting rid of the stress. (laughs) But I love this because I'm like... Okay, every time I feel guilty for sitting down and not doing something, I'm going to be like, I'm reversing my aging DNA. (laughs) (laughs) So you ever have one of those moments as a parent where you just uh, basically uh, lose it because you're trying everything possible with discipline and nothing's working? We're going to talk about that next. Griff, you got to tell us what happened the other night because you've got a seven-year-old and a six-year-old. And with one of them, we're not going to reveal which one, things got a little out of hand.
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, what, this kid uh, lately has just been having trouble after school when they get home, kind of melting down. Like they're a perfect angel all day at school, you know, obeys, mm-hmm. does everything. They get home, just total meltdown, disobedient, doesn't do anything we ask them to do. Oh. Um, so my wife, I think she may have been a little tired, a little stressed. Yeah. She reached her uh, breaking point. She had enough and she went into this kid's room. And took out every single toy.
0: Every toy?
2: Every toy. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, Like no. the, the big
2: toy box is gone. Everything is gone. She even packs stuff in bags and baskets. And then I walk into our bedroom. Yeah. Our closet. I can't even get in there because all the toys are in there.
0: <laughs> Does the bedroom look like a prison cell now? It's <laughs> like pretty just sad. The bed and it's just empty. bed yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's a dresser and a bed and nothing else right oh, now. Oh,
0: do you think this is going to turn the child's life around? Do you think they're going to shape shape up? I mean, up and... the, the
2: kid was acting like this was the worst day of their life. Oh, so it may have had some impact. Hopefully, yeah. like maybe we found the thing that's going to get through. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was a. Uh, I was just kind of I let her do her thing. I yeah, didn't necessarily he didn't, help, uh, but you I got to back her up right, in the
0: moment. You know, yeah,
2: united front. But mm-hmm. it was uh, I just stood uh... there, kind of in amazement. Like, all right, Sarah, <laughs> this is this is something.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> Well here's why I'm so glad that your wife Sarah was willing to let you share that story because I have so many moms in my life. My sisters are moms, my friends are moms, um, and they'll sheepishly share like, Oh, I, I I'm not happy with how I reacted to my kids. Yeah. I did I went off the deep end or whatever they say and it's mm-hmm. there's all this guilt associated, but Everyone loses their patience at some point, so maybe there's someone listening right now who's willing to uh, confess as well. <laughs> Join Sarah so that other moms don't have to feel so alone. There's just times when you you lose it, or maybe you go over the top with discipline because oh, yeah. you're at the end of your rope. So we'd love to hear your story. Hey, Samantha, so can you empathize with what it's like? Like what Griffin's wife Sarah just kind of she lost it. She moved every toy from their child's bedroom. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah. Been there, done that twice. (laughs) Oh, no. The exact same thing, getting rid of all the toys? Exact same thing, exact (laughs) same kid, and the second time, it was her idea. No way. Because she didn't want a more severe discipline, or why? (laughs) The, The problem was that she wasn't taking care of her things, and so for the first time, it was, okay, well, if you can't take care of these things, then it's too much for you and we're going to remove the thing oh. so then the next time she got in trouble got in trouble and I said I just don't know what I'm going to do and she said maybe you need to take my thing
0: <laughs> that is so funny do you think it really makes moms feel a little bit relieved that they're not the only ones that lose it now and then. It's hard not to. Oh, yeah.
3: Absolutely. I think that we totally need to normalize moms having normal reactions to things. And just because it's an overreaction doesn't necessarily mean that it was the wrong one. Ooh, very good.